0: Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest.
1: Welcome once again to Open House of Team Reba. I'm Reba House of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side,
0: And Eric
2: is here from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. Another beautiful weekend in the Northwest.
1: Yeah, how's it happening, Doing, buddy?
2: Looking good. Looking good out there
1: <laughs> it's a little crispy is what it is I like all the i can already see the trees because we've had so much warm weather this year mm-hmm. um like fall looks like it's coming early deciduous trees near me are like dropping brown leaves already
2: everybody was confused this year with such a cold wet spring mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden then the, just the Super heat warm. came on yeah the, the corn where's the corn corn's still not ready Yeah, normally you'd have fresh corn about this time of year, and it's a few weeks out, I think, still, maybe. Maybe a couple weeks. I've seen it in some stores, though. That's coming from... Eastern Washington.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I was down at Carp. You know what? Shout out to Carpenito Brothers. They are not sponsoring this, by the way. <laughs> yeah. No, because that's one of the places I saw the corn. And so yeah. they do get some of their stuff comes from Eastern Washington, yeah. which, yeah. of course, I mean, we're a great agricultural state, right? Yes, right. And then they also have all that because I keep telling people about Carpenito that's mm-hmm. down in Kent. And everyone's like, where is that? I'm like, it's down in the valley. And they have. That have, their farms go between Kent and Auburn, mm-hmm. and if you're driving down 167, you see them. Right. You may not know that that's them, right. but that is a lot of their fields. And their big farm strand, stand mm-hmm. on Central Avenue right, yeah. right in downtown mm-hmm. Kent. Yeah, and I love it. And by the way, they're flowers. I have covered up my upper deck once I got rid of that stupid uh, hot tub. Yeah, I It's now just a wash in color. Because I have so many potted plants oh, up there right well, now. Well, you've
2: seen. I think Beautiful. you probably even at my house you saw mm-hmm. some big hanging baskets yeah. that are just like overflowing
0: with oh, flowers. they so great. Those are all carpinitos. Yeah,
1: I got I got such a screaming deal down there just this last week. I I, I got a bunch of uh, dahlias, gorgeous dahlias, ten bucks a oh, really? pot, Ooh. on sale right now. I might have to go I, down there. I got yeah. these canna lilies for five dollars.
2: Cala oh. oh, lilies? Canna
0: lilies. But they're
1: still, they're like a tropical looking. They're beautiful. Right, right, they're absolutely right. gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. I've got hibiscus on sale. I mean, like, ugh. I got a lemon tree, like a little baby lemon tree. Yeah. I can't yeah. wait to nurture it. Oh, those it. are fun. But yeah. I'm just like, I'm so excited. So, anyway. Yeah, that's what I've been having fun with my summer. Not only the boating thing and stuff, and also shout out to the people at Park Shore Marina. We were sorry to hear about some of the fellow boaters had there. Had a fire there. They had a fire, and two of those boats, one burned and two of them sank. Hmm. Um, thankfully, no one hurt. Yeah. Um, but a very scary situation. Yeah, it's so. never good. Yeah. Yeah, so be safe out there. I was talking to a mutual boating friend, and he was telling me he's like, "There's been so many boat fires this year." And I was like, "What? Where?" Because I don't, you know, I don't watch all the same stuff he does, and he you know, rapid fire sent me all these like fires from this year, at different marinas all around in yeah. this area. Right? And I was like, "Oh, I had no idea."
2: There's there's a lot to know when you own a boat, and mm-hmm. keeping that safe and yes. keeping up on the maintenance and everything mm-hmm. is so important. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't yep. take much to I
1: have a feeling because I know where I was. People were worried because it was a covered one of it was a covered slip, and I have a covered slip in Park Shore. People, mm-hmm. I had so many people, including you, who were like, "Oh my gosh, was that your, you know, right, your boat?" Right. And uh, I have a feeling there was one uh, very derelict looking boat that mm-hmm. I would have to pass on my way out mm-hmm. of the marina. I think it was that boat. Sometimes, I'm waiting for confirmation. Yeah, but sometimes
2: I that can happen, that. and. Yeah. Uh, so you maintenance
1: know, is a key factor. It's very
2: important. People, you don't really think about that, but mm-hmm. of course, I'm more in salt water. Yeah. And in salt water, it's even more important yes. because if you corrosion. don't keep up on the corrosion, mm-hmm. your your zincs, you have yeah. what are called sacrificial mm-hmm. anodes uh, mm-hmm. that will, you know, basically protect the metals in your boat. Yeah. And because salt water salts a metal and it will conduct electricity. If there's electricity in the water. It will yep. start to eat away at things, and yes. eventually you can have a dangerous situation or a sinking.
1: Speaking of water and electricity and dangerous situations, I also just came from an inspection where we were clear to make sure that the inspector was safe because, um, thank goodness, she's a tiny little thing, and she shimmied under a deck and found some standing water in a crawl space, oh. and there was a sump pump down there that yeah. was attached to an extension cord, that then came out above the deck. And I was like, "She's like, well, it looks like it might have power because things here, it's just unplugged. And I'm like, I am not plugging it in while you're sitting right there. <laughs> Pool of water. <laughs> like, just in case. like here. Well, yeah. stick every... one foot
2: in the hole and one, one hand on the, right. on the cord.
1: exactly. Because that is one of the things I think a lot of people um, don't realize in home inspection is that it can, or anyone who's working on your home, it can become a dangerous place if you're not paying attention to what the status of your house is and checking mm-hmm. on things like that. Yeah. You can unknowingly put a work person into a very dangerous situation because there are home inspectors who are electrocuted every year mm-hmm. because sure. they go into a crawl space. There are open wires and standing water, and they don't know that when they're going in. Right. So, um, So, yeah, we had that little moment today of like, oh. Okay, whoa. We, just, we got lots of questions. Yeah, so I was just, just be careful
2: about that one. I
1: was downloading a lot of questions to the listing agent on my way here. Oh, gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. So oh, that was useful time on that 45 minute drive or whatever it was. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, good. Well, I have a vest- vested interest in that transaction as well. You do. So that the inspection went okay though yeah. overall?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, overall it was great. That's why it was it was the last thing to be done. And so yeah. then we were like, "Oh, but we're just, you know, we're exploring, yeah. we're finding out cuz there was the sump pump there. It was obvious because it also had a, a hose that was attached to a downspout. Mm-hmm. So somebody at some point has tried to address this, and then you can also see the downspouts around the rest of the house have yeah. also had extenders put on them. Mm-hmm. Not just those concrete block things, but like the actual like plastic extenders to yeah. take it like five feet away from the house, which okay. you should do. Yes. And um, so anyway, and it's on septic, so it's not like they, it's not like they can like dump it into the septic system, right? And there's yeah. no like other drain source you have to push that water somewhere. You do, and you could see that there's there's clearly been some work on the site. So we're, mm-hmm. we're just asking questions, doing the things that we're supposed to do. Yeah. Um, I say this partly because, as you know, you say you have a vested interest because you're the lender on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, lo and behold, we're able because the market has, we've been talking about what's been happening with market shifts and things like that. Mm-hmm. And nowadays you can get your inspection in your contract in most cases. Yes. Right? Yes.
2: Much better. Much, yes. much better.
1: So now we have an opportunity to do this, protect the client, or at least make him aware of everything that he's you know, going to be taking on for this property. Yeah. Um, but I, th- I want to spend part of today talking about some of the things that are happening and changing in terms of the kinds of things you can put into your contracts, um, the patience needed during mm-hmm. this time. And also, um, I hope this is something I can actually say on this station, but um, how to not be a jackass. (laughs) There (laughs) is is that. uh, Because some of those things are starting to creep in.
2: Yeah. And actually, before you jump in that, let's give you some general stats here. Yeah. Uh, According to Redfin uh, Mm -hmm. right now, 44% of homes are sold in bidding wars with an average of three and a half offers for the month of July. Is now, that local or national? This is national. Okay, so, so we got to keep perspective. Some, yeah, anecdotally, we, we're going to mm-hmm. see a, a little bit different here. Yeah, um, although it's probably pretty close to mirroring that. Mm-hmm. The peak of of the the mayhem was in January, where seventy percent of homes were in bidding wars. So even even at forty four percent, though, it's still a fairly strong market. And if you compare that, let's look back to twenty nineteen pre COVID. Where there were only ten percent of homes in bidding wars, mm-hmm. so our market is is still strong.
1: Yeah, the market definitely is strong because you know we've been watching those stats. You know the, how I watch do the market watch mm-hmm. every week. So the number of pending sales actually like ticked up this last week. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was hitting closer to like three thousand. Yeah, and it was interesting because you know we're starting to see the inventory. Um, tightening up again yeah. a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it's mostly price reductions that mm-hmm. are are yeah. in growth yeah. phase right now um, because now we are going back to that bit of seasonality that most people anticipate, right? right. August is usually when it gets a little bit quieter because mm-hmm. families are starting to get their last vacations in before the school year starts and mm-hmm. all of that. And I can tell you because like we've sent out some bulk emails recently and we get so many bounce backs. I'm on vacation, on vacation, on vacation. uh, You know, open houses are sparsely attended. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, showings are relatively light as compared. You've got to have like a a perfect property for what we're talking about right now of those people who are still doing bidding wars.
2: And I do think there there are, in addition to vacations, a lot of buyers Mm -hmm. that have just sort of pulled back. Yeah, because the interest rates. They got scared by the rates. They Mm -hmm. don't realize that rates have dropped. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah,
1: that's the thing. It's like everyone loved talking about how much they were going up. And now that they've gone down, people are like, "Mm, it's not as compelling. We can't sell as many ads. Well, maybe they'll go lower. Right. There's that too.
2: Right. Yeah. Let's talk about one thing that's not going lower. Rent. No. Rents are up Mm 13.9% year over year. I believe it. And I was just reading an article, there was an online thing about this, this guy writes this article, he says, you're stupid if you buy a house, you should just rent, you know, and if you owned a house for 10 years, think about all the money you spent on mortgage interest and property taxes and insurance. And when you back all that out of your profit, uh, you know, it, it wasn't a great investment,
1: who is this? And I, Can I, I use I, the jackass uh, word again? Okay. Certainly
2: fits. Yeah, because what what he's not what? thinking about is where are you going to live. You know, yeah. are you going to live someplace where you're paying your landlord and, and the rent goes up? You know, f- almost fourteen percent every year. Yeah. Or, or, do you buy something that you own and, and you have? Is a Is he forgetting payment?
1: to also look at mortgage interest deductions and the growth on your? Oh, no, it was payment a, it was value. a comical like, it was a comical
2: article. You know, it's it's one of those half analysis things. Uh-huh. It's it's clickbait. You know, yeah, just totally. Sell a sell a headline. Uh, oh. But but no rents are are trending upward. They're going to continue to trend upward. Yes, they are. Um, I was looking at a couple other stats, and mm-hmm. I know we we got to take a break in a minute here. But
1: I wouldn't know that because I can't see the clock.
2: I'll flip it around <laughs> so you can. <laughs> housing starts are 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 quite a bit down for yes. new construction. Yes, um, they are down nine and a half percent. One point four million housing starts. So you think, well, it's one point four million new homes being mm-hmm. built. So that's good, right? But household formations, new households being created, are at 1.7 million. Yeah. So, so. You and
1: I keep bringing statistics <laughs> to the table about this. I wish people would listen. Yeah. I want, we need. Oh, they're listening right to, now. Yes. And we do and we appreciate, so appreciate that. that you are. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So, we got more that we're going to be covering as we get back from the break. Uh, and, uh, you have more stats to cover too, right? And rates.
0: I do. Let's talk about those.
1: Let's do it. When we get back on open house with team Reba,
0: open house with team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba.
2: Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes here from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm uh, Reba Hass from Team Reba. And we are here every Saturday at 2. Sundays at 3. And always on podcasts. Yes, we are. And thanks for listening in, uh, on our new, old new channel, AM 1300, <laughs> where we started seven We've years ago. Yes, we did. We
1: boomeranged. You're a boomer and we boomeranged. <laughs> That's right. <laughs>
2: That's right. We started way back when on 1300, and then the tower I'm fell sorry. over. Yeah. and uh, I shouldn't we, be so
1: proud of myself with that statement <laughs> I made. <laughs> sorry.
2: I'm just going to skip right over Thanks. that. Uh, you yeah. should. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we were on 1590 for quite a while, and mm-hmm. after the 1300 towers went down, and now yeah. 1300's got a brand new spanking new tower.
1: And we have more coverage areas, So we, we hope we have more new listeners yeah. to the show hopefully you
2: can hear us well up north hey
1: yeah hey eh? yep. yes we we've, we've been told all the way to the canadian border and all the way down to oregon That's so right. keep
2: it weird people absolutely you know <laughs> <laughs> you've got that right
1: yeah <laughs> so we actually if you are new to our programming welcome uh you're gonna find that Eric and I have this very conversational style. We've both been in the industry. You know what? We might want to just do a quick reintro of ourselves for anyone who is new. We'll
2: probably should, right?
1: Yeah. You know. So I've been in the industry since two thousand three, having come from the tech sector and manufacturing background. Mm-hmm. And uh, you've been in, dare <laughs> we say?
2: since ronald reagan was president let's put it that way okay well he was in president for many years so like yeah. you might want to which year been in been okay. in banking and and uh both here and and i was still uh, in, in europe
1: i was in middle school when you started
2: <laughs> yeah well there's that yeah oh my so it, it's been it's been a great ride i love doing what i do and same you know if i if i didn't enjoy Going into work every morning, I probably wouldn't do it anymore, yeah. but it's just Well, fun. 40
1: years in, the fact that you still love it <laughs> yeah. is it, it's a oh. testament. Well, and the fact that I've been in it, I'm in my 20th year, right? Yeah. I mean, that's also, you know, just- Absolutely. Uh, it's, I am constantly being asked by people like, oh my gosh, you're so busy and you do all these things and like, how do you, like, part of what is so interesting and compelling about being in real estate is the constant change. Mm-hmm. It's the same- but always different mm-hmm. right? right because the cycles the you know changes the people i mean that's i was talking earlier about you know who i just came from my inspection and he's part of a second generation of family that i've been working with throughout that entire 20 years right. he will be my 20th transaction in 20 years with the same family so
2: awesome i i yeah. love it it's and, my
1: third time doing stuff with him yeah. and i love having watched him be single learning get married have a kid d- growing in his career mm-hmm, and right. his life it's so satisfying
2: it absolutely is and i i've got the same same experiences where yeah. i've, I've helped people buy their first homes and now I'm helping their kids buy their first homes. I've helped
1: your kids! I I mean, that's what's just crazy. I love it. I just, I love love that connection because you don't always get the same in corporate. Mm -hmm. And I'll I'll throw this out there, by the way, listeners, if you know somebody who is in the real estate industry and who would like to join a team, I am hiring. I'm looking for licensed assistants to join my team. So if you know anybody, it is a really fun field to be in. It's not quite like HGTV. I'm going to tell you that but <laughs> uh, it is no. never boring no definitely and it's not very boring. satisfying
2: because we're dealing with real people here and, and real emotions and when yes real problems And when you're buying and selling refinancing it can mm-hmm. be an emotional time
1: it is it's a roller coaster mm-hmm. and you have to be able to manage and work with your clients through all of those ups and downs That's because right. they will have them probably yep. the best thing one of my past amazon clients said to me was he's like Amazon doesn't do emotion. He's like, you told me at the beginning of this process, it was going to get emotional and I didn't believe you. And then it did. <laughs> it's like, and you were so right. And you got us through it. And thank you. <laughs> and right. it was like, it was, that was a very satisfying moment for me. Right.
2: And you know, every now and then there's a, there's a meltdown or things like that happen. Yeah. And it's like, okay, we got that one done. Let's check that off the list. You exactly. Know, just, uh, just... And
1: it's also about how you approach it. So like mm-hmm. I mentioned, you know, we had the water issue with this one client and because he's worked with us and he knows how we work, he's being very thoughtful and we're already lining up all the things we do next. Mm-hmm. So it's just right. about information gathering and then making good decisions. Exactly. So yeah, there you exactly. go. Exactly. I've had right.
2: people ask me that before, even mm-hmm. in the office, you know, they've got, you know, a new loan officer mm-hmm. hits their first obstacle and they're, yeah. they're freaking out and, and they're looking at me like, well, let's do this, 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 mm-hmm. this and that and they're like, how are you so calm? Like because I've seen this, yeah, been times. there, done
1: that. You know, that's what experience gives you, yeah. and it's a good reason to work with experienced people. <laughs> you know, or people who are supported by experienced people. It's, right? It's it's yeah.
2: true. It's fun.
1: Yeah. So speaking of experience, what are you guys right. sitting there well, in front of you? What are so, you going to
2: throw at me? Well, so before the break, we're talking a little bit about our market. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're we're still in a really a seller's market. Yes. Um, housing starts are down. That's due to builders getting a bit squeamish about supply side. Supply chain issues mm-hmm. and, yeah. and um, you know, the cost of, of everything. Yeah. So they're pulling back a little bit. Um, but we still have a lot of households being formed, which is going mm-hmm. to continue to exacerbate the problem of a shortage of housing. And as long as there's a shortage in housing, we're going to yeah. see prices continue to increase.
1: Yes, and we have said many times out of the last 70 years, only four times have prices gone down.
2: That's right, and w- back in 2008, we had the mm-hmm. the big the big yeah. housing recession, the you yeah. know the Great Recession. Back then, mm-hmm. and you well, and I experienced you know, it personally. It's one of many uh, mm-hmm. that I've lived yes. through, certainly. Uh, but part of part of the the fallout from that was was increased legislation to really mm-hmm. tighten up lending standards. Yes, and one of those was a rule called Ability to Repay, mm-hmm. and that was passed in in 2010. And uh, as a consequence of that, you know, here we went through a big shock to our economy mm-hmm. with COVID. Mm-hmm. And um, in, in the past, you know, that would have had a, a pretty catastrophic uh, effect mm-hmm. on, on um, you know, the industry for closure rates and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, we did, the government came out with forbearance programs. Because
1: <laughs> they uh, learned the lessons of 2008 they to did. 2010. Yes. Thankfully. They,
2: they did. So one, one of those things was forbearance. And right now, um, the number of loans in forbearance is zero point three four percent of the entire housing oh, stock. That is incredible. So it's about three hundred and forty four thousand homes nationwide. Uh,
1: when I got in the industry, the average every year, typically, was one to one point two to one point three. So the fact that mm-hmm. it's that low,
2: yeah, no. I it's, mean, for it's... for
1: anyone hearing this, like, we want you to realize and recognize. That's an incredible number.
2: It's it's a good. It's one of the lowest ever. It's a healthy number. Yeah. And when you combine that, that number also with the average. This is another stat that came out uh, for the first quarter of twenty twenty two. The average homeowner has two hundred and eighty thousand dollars in equity mm-hmm. in their in yeah. their home. Which and,
1: was not the case by 2010 it, it wasn't right no, those it, were it the, those wasn't. were a few of those years where we had that dip but it's so mm-hmm. un- uncommon and this right. and this is what's preventing that from happening
2: it, it is so we, we have this this combination of equity and a very the the mortgages that are on the books now are good they're solid yes. they were yeah. well well made well documented mm-hmm. which sometimes annoys our clients cause That's we the ask emotional for a lot of part stuff,
1: sometimes. Like, right? why do I have to have that? Exactly. Well, uh, because they're going to give you hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's why. That's they just don't take that on your word. Uh, Sorry. Yes, there <laughs> definitely
2: definitely is that. Yes. Uh, Especially know, but,
1: when people can hack and make things up and make documents forged and whatever. Like, yes, they have to do their due diligence, and it's that does required.
2: And that does happen. Yes, you know, most definitely. So we're watch. We're always you know having to mm-hmm. watch for that that sort yes. of thing. But but back in oh seven. Seven oh six oh five. there were a lot of loans out there Mm -hmm. where there was no documentation. Yeah, they called them no doc, liar loans. We had Nina's, Mm -hmm. CESA's, and Santa Maria's. No, not Santa Maria's, but (laughs) Nina's, no income, no assets, Mm -hmm. CESA's, stated income, stated assets. You just told us, uh, yeah, yeah, I make this much. Yeah. And I've got this much in the bank. We're like, mm, all right, okay, we'll take your yeah, word for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there were there were those types of loans going on back then, and that did lead to mm-hmm. you know this 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 big crisis. So yeah. these and days, not, it's not going to happen.
1: So let's also put into perspective with that one of the reasons I think the banks got so lazy, basically at that point, or greedy, was we did have you know, eight to thirty five percent appreciation in a lot of areas of the country happening at that time. Mm-hmm. Right. And so they thought there would be that equity position. But then when they made these bad loans, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, and things went awry.
2: It was a house of cards.
1: Yeah, it, it totally was. But this rebuilding, restructuring of the ATR and the things that you're just discussing right now. Yeah, brought back in what used to be there cuz you and I rem- I remember the two of us like we met in 2003 I very specifically wanted to work with you because you weren't full of crap like most people <laughs> and you know we had those conversations and I remember you had coached me originally of like well if your clients can do the full doc versus the low doc or no doc they'll usually get a better interest rate and then when that went away you and I even had a conversation I still remember the conversation of like something's wrong here mm-hmm. something's not right and I don't feel good about it mm-hmm. and it was about a year later that that yeah. all fell apart mm-hmm. and you know that's I always call you my canary in the loan mine <laughs> like right. if I see if I see Eric moving I know that I have to be concerned <laughs> I did
2: manage to stay about a year ahead of, of yes. most of that and
1: that's and true. I appreciate that because of your finance and economics degree Mm. Right, like that's well, important. Not everybody has that. So if we're going to talk about experience on this show, I want to for anyone who's new listening to us, this isn't just you know some opinion you've got. Like you, mm. you truly understand what goes on. There, there are some loan officers I talk to, they don't understand. How right. the stuff works. And it's just and and it's, it's frustrating and to the me. The
2: economy and all of that. Yeah,
1: it's really frustrating.
2: It's so fun. I just remember back about it was two thousand six and I'm at a, a president's club mm-hmm. meeting, um which is a big thing the mm-hmm. you know, the top loan officers right. went to. This was with Washington Mutual, which I loved that bank. I wanted to mm-hmm. retire. You from did. That bank. Yeah, I remember it. And, and then they lost their minds.
1: Yes, they did. And, uh, and you and I, lost your heart, because you were really sad yeah, about that. Well,
2: they'd, they'd brought in a, you know, after a series of acquisitions, they brought in a, a new management mm-hmm. team, and uh, I remember sitting at this, this conference, and I'm looking at the management team up on the stage, and uh, my wife at the time mm-hmm. kind of leans over and goes, "Man, they look young." Mm -hmm. and um you know and they got you know one's got leather pants on and one's got the sunglasses and anyway they they just look like 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 i'm sorry really leather pants yeah and what what, yeah just like i mean
1: even 20 years ago though i mean that's a whole thing it's like well you were only 40
2: i was young at the time and and for your
1: wife to have said they look young like you were still pretty young
2: i was pretty young at the time but it, it just it didn't feel right mm-hmm. it didn't look right and the yeah. words coming out of their mouths were not credible right and uh, and then at that point i kind of knew that was sort of the beginning of of the end
1: yeah
2: you know for that great institution which was just yeah. really still really sad a lot of folks it out was, there had their their first accounts with them and
1: well and a lot know. of people people lost their jobs too so that was a sad thing well we but gotta
2: take a real quick break we're gonna be right back open house with team reba stay tuned
0: open house with team reba on am 1590 the answer Now back to Open House with Team Reba.
1: Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba Remax Metro East Side, and
2: Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage.
1: Okay, so we're going to get off the sad. Yeah, we never stuff. got around to rates. Yeah, let's do it.
2: Bring let's, it. Let's let's do they're it. They're
1: not they're not going to make us sad, right?
2: No, not 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 at all. Actually, good. And the the bond markets have been um, in in a fairly narrow trading range. Bond markets. Uh, are really what drive mortgage rates. I've said this a million mm-hmm. times, but if you're new mm-hmm. to us and listening on AM mm-hmm. thirteen hundred, mm-hmm. uh, the bond market is driven by fear. That's right, fear of inflation. And, and guess what we and, have? And anything that's that's if it's good for a human, uh, it will cause rates to rise. If it's bad for a human, it will generally cause rates to fall.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: uh, but inflation is is you know the the thing that that uh, erodes the value of bonds and really a mortgage after it's made becomes a bond. Therefore, bonds are super, super sensitive to that. So, one of the the big, of course, the news item you know this this week was the uh, passage of the Inflation Reduction Act. Mm-hmm. And um, in the Inflation Reduction Act, the title um, sounds quite pretty self explanatory. Uh-huh. That it is designed to, but is it reduce inflation?
1: <laughs> <laughs> they got some real sharp ones in there, do they?
2: <laughs> well, you know, so. Uh, me being, let's make
1: it very clear I, I, what I, this is about.
2: So I I, I started reading, but is it,
1: but is it really that?
2: Well, let's suss that out just a little bit, and then I'll okay. get to the rates. Is here, this like clickbait? <laughs> kind of <is. laughs> it's it's governmental clickbait, that's for sure. Oh, uh, so you know, apart from adding eighty five thousand IRS agents, you know, to the mm. to the mix, uh, which is a key component of that bill.
1: Have they filled those positions, or are they just no? Saying? No,
2: they're gonna you know go down to um I don't know where they're going to go to to hire those people but uh, they'll Yeah, cuz
1: everyone's having a hard time hiring. I can't imagine <laughs> I people are like, "Oh, the IRS well, sounds delightful."
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, everybody loves to see your shiny face show up mm-hmm. at at your business. Uh but essentially what what I did, I started reading and I, I I looked at one of the the oft-quoted um surveys which is um the Penn Wharton uh from the University of Pennsylvania did a a modeling of of this this bill and basically they said that um, it would reduce cumulative deficits by about 248 billion dollars over the next budget window Um, but that's assuming that they government deficits yeah government deficits but that's assuming that they sunset the obamacare the affordable care act which they won't they're not going to do that
1: yeah so
2: what right so so a little bit of trickery uh, going on there. Uh-huh. Um, so so essentially what what So they
1: dumbed down the title and they put in a ridiculous A, a premise. fake sunsetting,
2: yes. So so really what what like what Penn Wharton came up with, their conclusion was that this would very slightly increase inflation until 2024 and then decrease it a little bit you know thereafter uh, but but their estimates were statistically indistinguishable from zero meaning that there is a very what? low confidence <laughs> what is that point? this legislation will have any impact whatsoever on inflation,
1: so it's just a feel good. We we put a title on it to make everyone well, feel good, but okay. there's no meat. There, there are a
2: couple good things in here. So okay. so one of the things is they are you know finally getting around to reforming prescription drugs. Uh, you know the cost, especially the in cost of way? insulin. That that's okay. one that um, you know okay, was good. was a big one. Yeah, because um, they were literally killing right. people. right. Ironically, that that um, initiative was also started with the prior administration, but it was tabled. When the new administration came in, uh, so it's it's not new, um, but it's it's finally moving forward. Um, the, the what's interesting there are uh, the the way this additional spending is is going to be covered is is by increasing taxes to individuals and to businesses and increasing tax collection. So you know, it's it's not all perfect. The effect on on is gross... that
1: the one that they were also going after a lot of small business.
2: Yeah, it's going to increase. Uh, what what they're doing is it's kind of like in Washington State. You know, we have our our tax on businesses based on your grocery receipts,
1: mm-hmm. not your grocery, not receipts. not your groceries, your, your gross. gross Receipts. receipts.
2: So, so not <laughs> making not, sure we so, so in other words, that correctly. Let, let's say that you had, um, you know, gross inc- you know, gross receipts of a million dollars, but but you ended up, you know, running a loss for your business after everything comes out, especially fuel and and all the other mm-hmm. stuff that's gone up. Um, even though you have a loss for the business, you're still going to pay taxes on the gross, and and they're going to uh, something like. That uh, that they're going to have a minimum tax on a corporation's book income, and uh, so this is a whole different.
1: That's super interesting. Uh
2: huh. Yeah. Huh. So so we're reducing inflation um, by spending, and um, but it's not really going to reduce inflation, but. We are lowering the cost of pre- prescription drugs okay. and we do have 85,000 new IRS agents because they have to collect the taxes uh-huh. to, yeah. to pay for that.
1: I'm going to have to dive into that more. So yeah. they, well, could, they could have done the thing about the drugs without tying it into this. That's yeah, they ridiculous. absolutely 100% could that have. Is... There's also
2: some environmental um, stuff <sighs> that's going in their tax credits for electric vehicles and, and solar and and, right. and some things like that. Well, good, because so, those
1: are some things I want mm-hmm. to add to my houses. That's fine. So yeah, no,
2: that's, that's fine. Um, I've looked at a few different sources as well, including the Tax Foundation, taxfoundation.org. Uh, they estimated that um, net revenue would be about $324 billion. Um, Long-run GDP would actually go down by 0.2% because it's making it harder for businesses to compete. Mm-hmm. Um, that full-time jobs would go down by 29,000. We'd lose 29,000 jobs as part of this this um, Well, they could go initiative.
1: work for the IRS.
2: I didn't think about that.
1: I think it just transferred. Heck, we need
2: 85,000.
1: We need 85,000 <laughs> agents.
2: I don't know real. if they were factoring that in or not. <laughs> Maybe. They, all
1: yeah. right.
2: If you're, if you're uh, thinking your job's on the skids, uh, have you we might, got a new woo, career for you? Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If you don't really want to have to be a people person, there you go. All
2: right. I better get to rates here. Before yes, we get, dig, 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 dig a deeper hole than I'm already in here. Sorry. Well, for the week, um, mortgage rates—they were a little bit ambivalent about this this bill. Maybe because the bill is kind of a nothing burger when it comes to the economic impact, and it's certainly not reducing inflation. Uh, so, sorry, you
1: said nothing burger. And the only thing I could think of was like, well, I guess they don't serve it at Dick's. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Your favorite place, Thank heavens. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, like the inflation reduction special. place. Yeah. it's like a it's like a, a crouton and a piece of lettuce or something. (laughs) All right, here's the national averages for mortgages uh, for the nation. Conventional 30-year fixed rates, 5.29%. That's down, for the month, that's down 0.43%. No, that's good. So let me repeat that. Mortgage Mm -hmm. rates are down almost a half a percent from a month ago. Only
1: from a month ago, two months ago. Remember, it was two months ago that everyone lost their minds because we went over 6%. That's right. So this is actually down an entire 1% one percent abs- from what it was in fact when things went up in June.
2: If I go to yeah, we hit our peak in June. Yeah, it was it like
1: six point two nine or something like that? It
2: it was it was. Yeah, it was. So um we were way the heck up there. So uh-huh. yeah, it's so looking good. Fifteen year fixed rates, four point six percent. That's down point three seven from a month ago. Uh, FHA and VA, 30-year fixed rates, 4.72%, awesome. down 053 so yeah. over a half a percent. Yeah,
1: totally worth it to go back with those now. Yep,
2: and Jumbo, 30-year fixed rates, 4.7%. They're down about a tenth of a percent. Mm-hmm. They've been pretty pretty yeah. stable through this, this yeah, whole thing. Yeah, they have. You know, so all in all, I mean, let's repeat Yay. that. Rates are down. Yes, right, they yeah. are. So, Tell
1: your friends. <laughs> that's right. When you're at the family reunion this month or you've got the back to school, you know, talking to the teachers, anybody, cocktail parties, barbecues, I don't care. Please, 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 please. Well, no, the reason I even want to say that, Eric, is because remember, I had a gentleman that I was talking to earlier this year about possibly selling his house in Renton. Mm-hmm. He said, yeah, I'm thinking of doing it because my friends all think the interest rates are going to hit nine.
2: Yeah, they're not. They're and not. I was like, fact, what? No. Um, I was on a conference call earlier, um, well, late, late yesterday with mm-hmm. our, our chief economist. And, um, you know, we, we do think that rates peaked in June. Mm-hmm. He is inclined to think that we may have seen or are pretty close to the peak mm-hmm. uh, numbers we're going to see for inflation. Yeah. And if that's the case, then the rates have peaked. You know, then we, mm-hmm. we should see them start to to drop even a little bit further as, as the months go on here.
1: So uh, I'm going to give you a little shout out, my friend, which I know you are like, what put this down on stone. <laughs> she said this no um, for, again, for any new listeners to our program, mm. um, you and I talked about this at the b- earlier part of the year. Mm-hmm. Like we did our prognostications in January and then some of them went a little bit wonky because some off. of the stuff, yeah, yeah, they were way off from the standpoint of there were some things we didn't anticipate, mm-hmm. right? Right. But you once you did a course correction
0: mm-hmm.
1: based on the new information, which is the only thing you can do. It's mm. like boating, right? The weather changes, you gotta right.
0: look at your yeah. you know, course Strong correction. Payment. Yeah,
1: exactly. Same kind of thing. You actually called this out of several months ago. Mm -hmm. of of following this type of thing because you were because again back to experience you've been through so many cycles of it you've seen it you understand what it is you know why it happens Mm -hmm. and so you know i that's that's the thing that if you are someone new to listening to this program or even if you've been listening for a while it helps solidify the reason why you listen because you're getting some of the best information out there and it's not the clickbait It's not the junk that someone's just throwing out there because they want to sell ads on their, you know, YouTube channel or they're on air and they need commercials to pay for the programming or whatever it is. Like this is, you know, this is the real stuff. This is what we have to work with within the industry day to day.
2: Um, yeah, no house Mageddon going on. No, you know, at, at this no Homegeddon. That's no. what
1: you want. You need Homegeddon, not house. I, <laughs> I actually,
2: you know, of course, I, I do a, a weekly update um, mm-hmm. on on YouTube yeah. and Facebook on interest rates and what's going on. And um, last week, you know, of course, the, the our our um, our esteemed uh, leader uh, in in the country said that inflation was at zero in July, and mm. uh, I don't know if people heard that or not. Um, it, mm-hmm. it made the, a few of the headlines, but probably not all of the headlines. Yeah. Uh, but he made a very long speech. I listened to the whole thing mm-hmm. and he basically said that inflation hit 0% in July. So, and, and, and that's important because mortgages are driven by inflation, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so I just want to clarify that one as well. It did not hit zero. Yeah. The rate of increase was zero, meaning that inflation was flat. From right. June to July, so there is a zero percent increase, but it's mm-hmm. still averaging about eight point five percent. Yeah, you know, year which over, the average person is going to
1: recognize when they go to buy things. Right,
2: right, right. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, prices are not dropping yeah. yet; they're still going up. Uh, but hopefully soon. Fingers hey, crossed.
1: that sounds a lot like the house of price, you know, or the prices of houses.
2: It sounds like exactly like yeah. that, right? Yeah, that's right. 100%. All right. Well, we've got to take a real quick break here. We're going to be right back. Open House with Team Reba. Stay tuned.
0: Open House with Team Reba. On AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba.
2: Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnus from HomeBridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Has from Team Reba. And Reba, if people want to reach you, how can they reach you?
1: Well, if they are sending a general question or would like to book an appointment with me by email, they can send that to info at teamreba.com. Or you can also please text first. So I know it's you calling and not a spammer. Uh, you can also text and... Call me at 206-457-2984 or reach out on any of our social media channels. How about you, Mr. Well, I'm pretty Mr. easy. Experience. There
2: you go. Uh, easiest one is email uh, eric at ericismybanker.com. That's Eric with a C. Super easy. Or you can call me two zero six nine one five eric 206 uh, 915 All righty. Always uh, happy to talk with folks and love uh, helping to solve those story problems. Yes, which every person's finances are different and unique.
1: So true, so so true.
2: And uh, that's just the the way it goes. What you
1: don't know, like people don't walk around with their credit scores on their chest, Right. right? Like your neighbor might have gotten one you know, interest rate because of their background and situation and money in the bank and all the other things. And you might've gotten something completely different.
2: Right. And, and you might make financial decisions based on, on things that could really, you know, uh, hurt your ability to get a mortgage. For example, Mm -hmm. I have a great client uh, is uh, she went to the um, Pacific Maritime Academy and and got a job piloting mm-hmm. uh, tankers. Yeah, and so she works for Chevron, and she drives mm-hmm. a drives that a tanker. Pays well, um, you know, up and down, up and down the coast, and mm-hmm. and um, and uh, so she gets into contract. And we're about ready to close, and she says, "Hey, I've got a, a new opportunity, and rather than just work directly for Chevron, I want to just work for the union where no. I pick up jobs. No, 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 and it'll, no. It'll no stop now. It'll double my pay.
1: <laughs> no, wait, wait."
2: <laughs> wait till you close thank you because please wait
1: till you close
2: just can I go ahead and quit I'm like no, <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> absolutely not we don't try to tell you how to live your life but we will tell you how to make sure you close yes. your
2: transaction L- let me give you the why on that because if you go from from being on a you know an employee of a company to working on a contract basis mm-hmm. where your income is variable mm-hmm. uh, we need a two year history of that yeah before say we that again we need a two year history yeah and and also for the same, I'm uh, a client recently. They're leaving a big, you know, big, um, you know, big company, and they're going to go work on a contract basis mm. and make a lot more money. And Mm -hmm. it's like now all of a sudden they are going from a W 2 employee to a 1099 employee. They're effectively self employed. I wonder
1: how many of the people understand the costs associated with being self employed.
2: (laughs) Well, there's that, honestly,
1: because they look at that dollar. Especially medical. Yeah. Yeah, medical and the fact that you're paying all of your own taxes. Mm -hmm. Most of my employees have no idea how much I pay in tax on their behalf. Oh, right. Oh, it's huge. Like they don't, yeah. Like just that alone. I'm like, I pay half of it right (laughs) half of it you guys come on (laughs) exactly yeah
2: so so it's a good it's a good thing to have a good relationship with your with your your mortgage banker because if you're thinking about buying a home or refinancing or whatever and also making a career change
1: Mm -hmm. uh, before
2: you do that unless you're going to become an irs agent i suppose (laughs) uh, you know be sure to check with us
1: I can't believe we're having so much fun with <laughs> how many IRS agents we need. It's kind of it is kind of fun.
2: Uh, I just think of like the Men in Black. You know, they get the skinny right, little yeah. black ties and the white shirts, and yeah, the sunglasses and yeah, and uh,
1: I, well, slightly uh, better dressed than Geek
2: Squad. We may have some IRS agents listening in to us, and we certainly don't and need no, to we offend love you. you. We, we yes, and and um,
1: no, honestly, I well, I will say. Because I've talked about this openly, I believe, on this show. Um, The woman from the IRS who proactively called me to let me know that my ex-husband's taxes had been paid.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Because he didn't, speaking of self-employment and taxes, he had not paid his self-employment taxes the last year we were married. And he didn't bother to tell me that. And I found out the hard way. And then they leaned my house. Yeah, yeah. Right, Even though he wasn't on title on my house, just the fact we'd been married.
2: Yeah, nobody likes a leaning house.
1: No, yeah. nobody likes that. So she was a delightful person who called me with that good news because she didn't necessarily need to call me, but there was right. a, another application I turned in. She's like, hey, I guess you no. don't need this. So, yeah, that's so some actually, of you, we think you are quite lovely and, individuals. And I've,
2: I've had to call their, their help helpline Many many times and and have had nothing but great great service. So I think mm-hmm. they're really good about it. yeah. About no, that I mean bit. everyone kind yeah. of smacks Joking on the IRS because
1: nobody really loves right. paying taxes. But right. there are some lovely people who are there. Right. Um, okay. So let's let's talk about uh, other like true jackasses though. Can I do that? <laughs>
2: oh yeah, we had to get to that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because we haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah. Um. All right. So, yes, we went through the rates. Yes, we were talking about housing prices they are still being pretty solid. I had someone, even at like your barbecue recently, someone was like, I heard prices went down 30%. I was like, "What? where did you hear that? And then they couldn't produce the location of where that news had come from, right? right? So I'm like, that means it's bunk, okay? I'm just telling you right now, no. What it means is that the 30% over asking price that – competing bids were doing mm-hmm. has stopped. Yes. okay? That's what that means. Exactly. those were pe- people paying over asking, yes. right? Not necessarily because that's really where the prices should have been. Correct. That's because you had 10 to 50 people competing for a place. and here's here's the key point. So the reason I was talking about um, you know the jackass thing is last weekend, I had a situation with one of my clients where there are especially in the north end, I'll just say Snohomish County in particular, there are some areas where things are getting really weird. And we had a bunch of low ball offers come in on a perfectly fine house.
2: Weird meaning strange offers coming
1: in. Very low offers with, you know, just asking for the moon mm-hmm. kind of situations, like Not only do we want to ask for two hundred thousand dollars under asking, but we also want to have you give us a you know seller credit. And by the way, like oh, and I'm I'm the agent buying for myself, and so I want the commission too. And I went, it was like what, you know, my client was like, who is this person? So we ignored that one. But then we had two other lower offers come in, Mm -hmm. right? And one of those individuals has actually caused my client to take the house off the market. Oh, really? They got so. Angry at this person, and it's bad business practice. Basically, hmm. is how I look at it. Explain, because yeah. a good negotiation is where both parties feel like they've got a good deal, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's not heavy-handed one way or the other. The contracts that stay together are when people feel like it's a fair mm-hmm. transaction. Yeah, right yeah, for sure. Lawsuits tend to not show up when people feel fair business has been made, Correct. right? The state has even good business practice laws, you know, that kind of stuff. Yep. So we had this person not acting in good faith, submitting low ball after lowball, And then when they didn't get what they want from one agent, they started moving the offers around to different companies. And then even at one point came at me
0: hmm.
1: asking questions directly. And I was like, no. And at this point, my client had already said, I'm not doing business with you. Interesting. And, but here's the thing. This isn't just my experience. This is not anecdotal for one person. What was interesting was also talking to this person's lender who went, when I called her, because I was having to work on a weekend. Yeah. Thankfully, she picked up. She's actually at a big bank. So I was thankful she even picked up and When I told her who it was and what was going on and what the offer was and what my client was willing to accept and I needed to see if that person qualified at that amount, which was still a very fair price for this house and would also not have diminished the value, so to speak, of the neighbors. Because the neighbors would have been upset if my client had sold to this person at this price. She still would have made $300,000 in this sale. Mm -hmm. So I want to make that clear to our listeners here. She still would have made a ton of money but she opted to not put negative valuations against her neighboring homeowners. Yeah, that's- And this is a woman who's thankful. an investor. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I thought this was very kind of her, but this person was 100% focused on doing their own thing. And when everyone started shutting them down, they were like, well, we don't understand it. It was just a misunderstanding. We applied. I was like, no, you don't get to do heavy handed tactics and always get what you want.
2: Let's all Shut work down. together out there, folks. Yeah. That's right. Be
1: reasonable. Talk to your agent. Listen to their advice because everyone told them something what would have made it work and they refused to listen.
2: Oh, man. Well, get out there and start looking at houses. Rates are good, values yes, are down.
1: Are.
0: Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at Remax Metro East Side on Facebook. Or email info at TeamReba.com. Join us again next Saturday afternoon at 2 for more Open House with Team Reba here on AM 1590. The answer. The preceding program was sponsored by Team Reba of REMAX Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services.